Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B as in boy, I-double-Z-A-double-R-O. And today I have with us Carl Vivier of A Cocoa Affair from Marietta, Georgia. How are you doing today, Carl? I'm good about you, Justin. I'm doing very well, thank you. And Carl, tell us a little bit about how you became a food entrepreneur and your journey to where you are now. Uh, we st- I started as a young uh, boy uh, around the age of 16. I wanted to uh, to be a chef. So I started in the food industry, food restaurant. Um, and I was working as a, as a prep guy and I did my uh, apprenticeship uh, at school. And then I went to uh, to different restaurants on, on the weekend to learn uh, to learn the food and got a lot of passion for for cooking, uh, flavors, and uh, and everything. So for over 25 years, I traveled to uh, Switzerland, Belgium, and I worked in France as well. And uh, for the past uh, 19 years now, we've been in the U.S. So to uh, continue our journey, my journey in the food industry, and learn learn different techniques, uh, learn flavors, and everything. So uh, that's that's how uh, I went into uh, into being an entrepreneur. Uh, and about six years ago, um, I was like, well, the food industry is not uh, what I was, what is what I'm expecting for from it anymore. So. Uh, I said, well, maybe it's time for me to uh, uh, to start my own uh, my own business. And uh, so we opened our uh, chocolate shop, Cacao Affair, uh, so six years ago. Um, and just, I mean, to have fun and uh, make people uh, discover about chocolate, uh, which is not a big uh, thing here in the U.S., but uh, when people are trying... Uh, chocolate, different type of chocolate uh, that we do, and some other uh, chocolate here are doing as well. They they enjoy, it. and that's that's what when you see on their faces that uh, I mean it's it's really rewarding. I would say. So that that's how we we kind of became a chocolatier in Atlanta, Georgia. And so. Um were you already working in the United States, or you just sort of came to the United States to pursue this dream? No, I was working in the, in the United States. Uh, I was a chef here for a little bit over uh, 12 years. Uh, so I worked in two different restaurants here. One was a French restaurant in Marietta, and then uh, went to a corporate side with... Uh, in a business club um, uh, restaurants, uh, and then uh, that's yeah, it's been nineteen years now. And so, Carl, tell us about your business. I mean, what do you guys produce now? What are some of the various products? I know you've been a part of the Flavor of Georgia, was how I met you. But mm-hmm. I mean, tell us how people can find you. What's your website? Where you guys are located? But also tell us the plethora of projects that um, um, products that you guys offer. Well, we offer uh, our first uh, starting point was to offer handcrafted chocolate uh, here. Uh, so we we make we are not a bean to bar uh, shop like some uh, other shop here in Atlanta. 
maybe it's going to come one day. We, we, I mean, who knows? But for now, we use um, chocolate that comes from Switzerland. And why uh, Swiss chocolate is because uh, it's got less sugar and has a lot of flavor uh, compared to Belgium chocolate and even French chocolate, uh, where you have more sugar. And I don't think like uh, people are looking at sugar those days, uh, but more as, as they are more looking for flavors. So, and that's that's what what we provide here. Uh, we go with um, classical flavors like uh, the Grand Marnier, the orange liquor, or a dark chocolate ganache with raspberry. So those are kind of the classical uh, flavors, I would say. And uh, then we have some crazy ones, like uh, we have one with the yuzu and ginger, uh, Japanese lemon and, and fresh ginger. We have uh, one that is made with uh, a bourbon barrel stout beer, very, very unusual. Um, and then we can go even further on the craziness of the chocolate. Like we have one that is uh, it's got a hazelnut nougat in at the bottom and then a mandarin and pink peppercorn ganache. So those those are kind of the um, flavor we, I mean, we like to play with. Uh, and then on the, occasionally we do wine and chocolate pairings, uh, which people are having a lot of fun with it because what we do is uh, we pair uh, the chocolate. We make the chocolate based on the flavors and uh, aromas of the of the wine, so it's a very unique experience. It's a one-time shot, I would say. So, uh, and people are really, really enjoying that. So, now uh, people can find us on the uh, online, uh, and our website is cacaoaffair.com. So it's a little bit hard to uh, remember or pronounce, but uh, uh, usually it's cocoa affair. Uh, but uh, that is fine. So uh, people are finding us anyway. So. And we are based. Uh, we are based in Merida, Georgia, uh, north part of uh, Atlanta, about 30 minutes from Atlanta. So uh, not not a crazy uh, ride there. So. And so tell me about. I mean, are most of your customers? Do they just walk in, or do people like order stuff for weddings and parties? I mean, I just want to kind of understand like where your business comes from and, and who your customers are. Mm-hmm. Well, we do uh, mostly uh, wholesale, uh, which can range from uh, retail stores to uh, uh, restaurants, hotels. We do hotel amenities uh, for the rooms. So we can have uh, uh, logos of the hotels printed on chocolate, uh, which is a nice touch and very unique uh, things for the rooms. Uh, they they are looking at more and more that kind of uh, unique uh, uh, amenities, I would say. So. Yeah, I think the, the hotel industry especially, and a lot of restaurants now are trying to customize things for, the, for their customers themselves. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and people like that type of stuff. I know anytime we have a chocolate or a customized chocolate on our pillow, because we travel a lot, Deborah and I, uh, for mm-hmm. work, is it's a pretty nice thing to have. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have, uh, yeah, we can we do uh, wedding favors as well. Uh, same thing with the initials of the bride and groom. 
uh, on the chocolate. So it's a nice touch at the, as a at a wedding. So I like that as well. And um, so do I mean I gotta imagine that. I mean, things are changing quite a bit with the wedding scene, particularly in the United States, and people order stuff like chocolates and, and little candies for their guests to take home and things like that. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And, uh, I mean, those days as well, uh, people are looking at, uh, they don't want uh, the big wedding cake anymore, uh, so they are more looking at dessert stations, uh, things like that, and we do. We do also. We offer macarons uh, as well, so as part of our business. So we we started with chocolate, then we extended to uh, macaron, which is a kind of a trend right now. Um, and the good thing is we can do the same uh, as the chocolate on it. Pretty much, uh, we can have a logo. We can have initials printed on the on the macaron, which is a nice touch. Well, and I want to explain the macaron, if if you will, and I can't even say it properly. I have trouble, but it's it's one of my favorite things, and I definitely, when I go to Europe, particularly France, enjoy them. And I love that you have them in the United States, but I think a lot of people in the audience may not understand what they are. So, could you tell us a little bit about them and how they differ from, say, your normal desserts or a cookie? I mean, the, the macaron, so the, the pronunciation is macaron. Uh, the easy pronunciation is macaroons, but macaroons are two, macaroons and macaron are two different uh, type of uh, cookie. Uh, the macaroons are um, a coconut, uh, shredded coconut uh, cookie, and the macaron are uh, almond uh, and merengue uh, cookie. Fluffy, a uh, lot of flavor, um, very, very, uh, a little bit crunchy. Uh, so that's, and then you have in between, you have different uh, fillings. So you can have a buttercream in it in the, in the middle, you can have a jam or even a, a fruit curd with uh, buttercream. So there is a lot of things that that goes into that little piece of uh, cookie. Uh, it's not not a big uh, piece of cookie, but you're going to be rewarded with the uh, the flavors in it. So, and and what type of flavors do you offer in those um, in the macarons? If I, that's the right saying for that one. Mm-hmm. Well, we have like sixteen or eighteen different flavors that we make here. Uh, so we have the classical vanilla, chocolate, salted caramel, pistachio. Uh, then we can go with uh, lavender, uh, rose. Uh, we have one that is uh, not popular here, uh, but that uh, when they try it, they really enjoy it. Is the bergamot, uh, citrusy flavor, very refreshing, especially with the, the summer here. Uh, and then we have one that we submitted when we did the uh, Flavor of, of Georgia uh, contest. That was the bourbon bowl, um, which was uh, a little bit of uh, history behind it. That creation is my wife and I went to Kentucky once, and uh, there was we visited some distilleries, uh, whiskey distilleries, 
and then we I mean we saw that a lot of people were carrying uh, the pecans with uh, the the chocolate the ganache and the bourbon uh, in it so I was like hmm, that might be a good uh, a good uh, thing to have it on uh, on our menu so um, that's that's what we did. So we have uh, the macaron yes, has a dark chocolate ganache with bourbon in it, and then uh, the pieces of uh, toasted pecan in it. So uh, very interesting, I would say. So well, and I love that. Um, I love all those flavors, and the the pecan one I think is awesome because it's like true to Georgia where you are, and it represents Georgia as well. As well, so um, I think yes. that's pretty sweet. So. I mean, how many employees do you guys have? Uh, we have three employees right now, okay. and uh, we might we might be looking at uh, one more for uh, fall. So. And and so you produce this. I mean, you have a shop, so people can come in and buy anything. But then you also have a backside or you know back area where a kitchen where you're also producing everything for catering or for hotels and things like that as well. Yes, that's correct. Yes, well, we we started to uh, the idea when we started six years ago was to do uh, online sales chocolates. Uh, honestly, it didn't work the way that we wanted to be. Uh, so then we opened a little. I mean, we have. Uh, I mean, we did did a setup up front uh, where we didn't have any. Uh, uh, equipment or anything, and we set up uh, a little retail at our way, and now people are starting to know about it, and comes more and more often. We are not on the in the shopping center or uh, uh, food traffic area, so it's not the food traffic that you will get from. I mean, from there, uh, but people are finding us, and uh, they're very very pleased with the quality of the of the product i think yeah so i mean tell me a little bit i mean how i mean i is do you need a specific type of employee um to to grow this or is it something you train people do they need a background in pastries and in that type of uh chef work we have well we have one uh one employee that is uh doing um Mostly the um, the macaron assembly, I would say. Uh, so uh, we use uh, she's doing uh, all the piping and assembling all the the shells on the macaron, uh, putting them in trays and uh, and sealing them. Uh, the other one is uh, she's more a chocolatier. Uh, she has a background of chocolate uh, as a chocolatier, so she's doing most of her chocolate with me. Uh, so we have, yeah, we, and I do also the, the, the pastry as well. So, and, um, the, I mean, the diversity of the, the products that you're doing, you produce quite a amount of different products from chocolate to the macarons to the, to the pastry. So, I mean, have all these employees been with you from the beginning uh, no, they haven't been from the beginning. Uh, we had a few people that uh, they were they were here uh, when we started to uh, to grow, and then they left after six months or uh, a year. 
but now we're getting uh, those two people are uh, a little bit steadier, I, mean, I would say. Uh, one is has been here for a year and a half now, and the other one started six months ago. So, and looks like I mean everybody is fine here. So, we'll see. I mean, there's some cool things that you guys do. I mean, I and and I think I'm looking at the right website, CocoAffair.com, and there's like a chocolate shoe and macarons, and there's a. Um, a chocolate man shoe or a chocolate man shoe in copper. I mean, explain to me, I mean, I mean, what are those? I mean, they're cool looking things. They definitely catch my interest and chocolate cigars, for example. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's another thing that, uh, gives a lot of attention is we, we make chocolate shoes, uh, which are about the size five. So they're not small. Uh, but, uh, those are more for the gift. Uh, for the gift, so where well, you can use them uh, as a cake topper as well. Uh, now everything that is uh, men's shoes, it's more for well, of course, the the men's uh, for gift. Everything is pretty much for gift, uh, and we try to be really unusual. Uh, we have a chocolate football as well, which is a life size chocolate football. So you get almost two pounds of chocolate in it. So. Uh, this one had a lot, a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, good feedback and sales uh, when we uh, when the um, uh, there was the final here in Atlanta. So uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. So we do the cigars, the chocolate cigars, uh, more for uh, birthday presents or uh, gifts. So. And we have another one that we that is pretty new, I would say, well, not new because it's been here for about three months. But uh, this one is getting a lot of good feedback as well. We have a chocolate salami, uh, which looks like a, a sausage, pretty much. Uh, so, but it's all chocolate. There is no meat. Uh, some people are getting uh, are worried because they are asking, "Is that chocolate and meat?" I'm like, "No, no, it's no. There is no meat. It's all chocolate." And it's got marshmallows, candied oranges, nuts, and other things in it. So, But it's shaped as a sausage with the sausage nest and everything. So it's really, uh, really fun. So. And, I mean, how do you come up with these ideas? Is it something that you're just like, let's try this and, and see if it works and see if people like it? Uh, yeah. Uh, this and also because... Uh, my, uh, I would say my mojo is uh, chocolate should be fun. Uh, so you should, I mean, it should be fun when you eat it and it should be fun when you work with it. So, uh, I mean, anything that can be a little bit unusual. Uh, so I'm like, let's try it, have fun, uh, and see how people are going to like it. Uh, and, and usually, I mean, there is a, a good feedback as well. Yeah, it's actually, it's pretty amazing, all the different things you, you've made. I see there's eggs shaped like chocolate, big and small, like some, some very big ones, some purses and things like that, if I look at your social media. And so mm -hmm. that's yeah. really just so creative, and I love where you're going with it. And I, it, and so is that something when you come up with the idea, like you handle that in your business, or is it actually something you now, once you've handled it, you train your employees how to do it as well? 
No, that's something I, I mean, I create, uh, and then we, yeah, I mean, uh, I create it, and then uh, until we get, I mean, a good, I mean, good sales, then uh, I will do uh, the training to uh, to somebody else, so I can move on and create new things as well. So. And I know you mentioned, you know, chocolate should be fun to work with and also to eat. I mean, is that how you inspire your employees is you let them, you know, make sure they're having fun in their work environment with what they're doing with chocolate? Yes. Yes. Because, uh, I mean, every time, every time we try something new, they, they're getting involved in the, in the process. So, uh, so that's, that's how, I mean, I think we can keep going and uh, uh, make people happy at work as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And so, I mean, what are some of the most, what are some of the more fun things you've done with chocolate over the last few years? Uh, For the last few years, uh, I mean, like we've got the shoes, we got the football. Uh, I didn't really have time to, I mean, experience uh, new things because I mean we started we started I mean we're still a, a pretty new company so we had to get known and everything so that was most uh, mostly uh, getting some marketing done and everything but now we are starting to uh, to be known uh, we're we are starting to play a little bit more with like the, the chocolate salami uh, and we're gonna do a more uh, wine and chocolate pairing as well so um, that's going to be the focus for uh, for for this year and we have planned uh, as for uh, the rest of the year with new new items that we're going to start uh, we're going to start the uh, chocolate coating uh, almonds pistachios uh, blueberries uh, raisins so with different flavors uh, so that's going to be another uh, uh, fun part to, to play with the, for the rest of the year. And, I mean, what's your favorite part about being an entrepreneur? The, my favorite part is uh, to um, make uh, our customer, uh, I mean, know about chocolate. That, uh, and to have them try it. It's not like uh, you, have, you have to get excited to excite your customers. That's that's my thing, uh, and when we do new things, uh, I'm I'm more than uh, excited to present it to uh, to our customers and uh, show them. I mean, we have fun, and that's that's how it is. So, and uh, so, which brings me to my next question, which is, what are the some of the things you dislike the most? Dislike the most uh, to. Uh, to do, uh, I mean, I do also the, to try to find new uh, new customers, like on the wholesale part. Uh, that's the hardest part, I would say, because uh, you have. I think we have a great product, but uh, people are not not necessarily uh, open-minded to try, or they cannot, or they cannot. Uh, they are not able to to bring new new product, which I completely understand, but. Uh, sometimes they 
they don't want to hear about anything. They don't want to be open-minded or so it's that, that's the, the part I, I don't like. Uh, I mean, you can't, uh, I completely agree that you can't, I mean, have everybody as a customer, but uh, at least uh, listen to him or to her and, and that's it. So, I think it's uh, it's pretty awesome, and I mean, ha- I mean, how does your family feel uh, about it, and how much time you spend with the business and things like that, and how do you balance all of that? Uh, that that was the that's the hardest part. Uh, mm, we don't have my wife and I. We don't have any kids, so that's one thing that is good. I will say, uh, but on the other hand, I mean. Uh, I don't spend much time at home with my wife, uh, and it's it's not that, that easy to balance. Uh, we're starting to to do a little bit better. I'm starting to do a little bit better with the employee that we have, uh, so I can uh, delegate. I would say, um, yeah, so I can have a little bit more time uh, with my wife and be at home and do stuff. So. And I mean, I mean, what in your dreams and stuff, you know, based on all that, I mean, do you hope to grow to a larger store? Do you hope to grow to more stores or you're just sort of like, this is what I have. I want to make this successful and focus on here and not spread myself too thin. So, I mean, sort of what are your dreams for your business? Well, the dreams is not to be big. I want to stay small uh, because. You can see when you're getting too big, you have you are starting to get quality issues, and that's something that I really don't want. Uh, so yeah, to have a few more customers here and there, uh, but getting big, no, uh, that's that's not something I want. I just want to do uh, everything correctly with the same quality as the beginning. Uh, so that's 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 the goal to offer more product, uh, but staying uh, small. And I mean, you you've obviously found success in in that model and being small and, and sticking to your core and concentrating on it. Because I mean, the chocolate and stuff and the products you're building are very specific. You're not mass producing them. I mean, they take a lot of time and effort and really human touch. And I think that's pretty amazing and, and and pretty awesome. Is that, I mean, do you think that that has a lot to do with the success that you've had so far in that your your personal touch and hands-on approach to everything? Yeah, I think, I think so, yes, yes. I think, um, yeah, everything is made here, uh, small batches, uh, nothing is industrial, so... Uh, and I guess one of the questions I have is, you know, how do you manage vendors? Because one of the things you said is your chocolate comes from Switzerland. So, I mean, how do you source that? Is there someone in America that has Swiss chocolate that you can just get and, and all the resources that you need for sort of your unique products? Yes. Yeah, we, we mostly work with uh, one supplier, uh, which has... Uh, European uh, product, so it's kind of uh, easy. I mean, easy to get. So they carry all the things. They have, yeah, 
everything we take i mean most of it is from from them so including chocolate we got the fruit purees we got yeah pretty much everything <laughs> and so what products um I would say, I mean, what products are your favorite products? Um, well, chocolate, of course. Uh, and the reason being is uh, the brand that we use, they, so they, uh, they have different uh, cocoa farms all around the world. And um, so we use, we, we use one that is, I mean, our everyday chocolate, I would say, which is a 60% dark chocolate. Uh, we have a 36% milk as well, which we use, I mean, every day. But then when we do our wine and chocolate pairing, we use, uh, we step up on the, on the quality. And sometimes we use only, uh, I mean, really expensive chocolate. But it's got a lot of flavor. Uh, uh, and it's, I mean, beautiful to work with very fluidity is awesome and uh, when you work with it I have one that uh, I really love is the uh, the one from uh, uh, it's a chocolate from Costa Rica it's a 72% dark chocolate and when we work with it and just I didn't mention that but uh, so chocolate uh, need to be tempered uh, so we don't use any machine or anything uh, we temper by hand so we have a three foot by three foot uh, marble slab. And uh, so we work the chocolate on it. Uh, and when you work that chocolate, uh, that special, I mean, specific chocolate, uh, you can smell uh, tobacco, you can smell uh, cloves into it. And it's beautiful. It's really enjoyable. Uh, it's very unique. So, and then you can taste it after in the chocolate. Uh, that's incredible. So, I mean, you mentioned and really expensive chocolate. So, what makes chocolate expensive? Like, what are the characteristics well, that makes what's a bad chocolate versus a good chocolate? I guess so. The audience sort of understands the difference. Well, the the good chocolate is would be uh, the one uh, that are uh, so. Yeah, you have different cocoa beans. You have. Um, the Trinitario, the Forastero uh, cocoa beans, uh, which are really, this, I would say, this, uh, if I recall, uh, the Trinitario is the first one, which is very unique. It's only 15% uh, of the global production. So when you go with that kind of chocolate, it's really expensive. Um, then you have the blend between the Trinitario and Forestario, which is going to be your second uh, type of uh, chocolate. A little bit less expensive, but still still in there. So we work with uh, cocoa beans yeah, from around the globe. Uh, now, what makes a bad chocolate is, I would say, the, the big companies who are cutting corners and making chocolate cheaper and cheaper, but that doesn't have, I mean... All you eat is sugar, pretty much for me. So you don't have any flavors. You have uh, there is, I mean, besides besides sugar, you have no no chocolate. So that that's what I think is uh, 
good thing. I mean, good chocolate versus, versus bad chocolate. So. Well, it's, I think it's probably like anything else, right? The more um, it's like food, the more pure it is, the better it is. Um, yes. or clean, I guess you would say, and that's including in chocolate, the more natural and natural products that go into it, probably the better it is versus mm -hmm. cutting it with sugar or milk or whatever they cut it with nowadays, yeah. um, to make it yeah. cheaper. So go ahead. No, go ahead. And so I just think it's interesting and I, and I really do agree with that. And we've had, um, another uh, chocolate bar company on that I've recorded with that I haven't released the episode yet as we're talking. But one of the things that they talked about as well was the same thing as how the world has sort of cheapened chocolate to get it to everyone in the world, but it's a really low quality product that almost can't be called chocolate anymore because it's so diluted with sugar and milk or whatever other product they want to put in there to dilute the sugar uh, uh, chocolate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And so, Carl, as we sort of talk about this, I mean, I want to sort of give you the floor and, and, and let you talk about anything that you feel that the audience would be interested in about your business or about you that, that you want to share. Um, what I want to share is, um, I would say, get, uh, try to... Uh, get involved in chocolate like uh, here I mean here in the US it's not as uh, uh, big as it is in Europe uh, but um, try chocolate try good chocolate uh, give everybody I mean every chocolatier real chocolatier not the chains or uh, but the little guy that's going to be uh, in the corner that you don't even know you don't even see when you're driving but uh, if one day you get you get a chance to uh, come across uh, that chocolatier, go there and please yourself because chocolate is what it is about. It's a personal guilty pleasure, I would say. Uh, and then if you're happy with it, then you'll come you'll come back and get more for a gift or so people can can enjoy. That's that's what we're trying to do uh, here. So. Well, and I love that, and I appreciate you taking the time to be on, Carl, from your, from your schedule and and joining us. And everyone in the audience, thank you for listening in, and please share the episode and spread the word about chocolate and Carl. And Carl, I definitely want to reach out to you in the next few months and, and have you back on the episode so we can really dive in deeper to some of the topics we talked about, if that's okay with you. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, again, thank you for your time, and, and thank you, Carl. I had to go through a little bit. I was having trouble with the soundboard this morning uh, trying to get the podcast recorded. So thank you for your patience with that, Carl, as well, and, and letting me get through that little hardship. So uh, every day is an adventure, as I always say. But thank you again, and everyone who's in the audience, thank you for listening. If you're interested in being on the podcast as a food or beverage or nutrition entrepreneur, you can reach out to me at justin at the food com, And you can reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook at justin of the food entrepreneurs. Thank you everyone for listening in and have a great day. Thank you.